I'm Pat Schickerling, and you're listening to the Tribe Talking Podcast. Bear with me tonight, everyone. Um, this is going to be a long hour. I've been on my stag do. I have been shouting and screaming all weekend. I can't talk. My head feels like somebody is trying to remove my brain. And Mooney's also got COVID. So <laughs> we're off to a flyer tonight, mate. We are off and running. Yeah, well, the best the best part is uh, you, you sound like you've got COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we uh, we were sli- we were slightly worried about this podcast actually as as the weekend unfolded. You were yeah. off grid until this afternoon, so yeah, I ph- phones were banned um, as they should be, as they should be on stag do's, rugby tours, hen do's, or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was uh, we we so we got to uh, Butlins and Minehead <clears throat> Friday night about half six and immediately started drinking. My bre- my breakfast on the Saturday morning was cider, um, a Bailey's coffee, which actually does sort you sort you out quite well. Um, I spent the entire morning in a in a women's swimmer suit, <laughs> that, uh, suns out buns out on it, and uh, yeah, it was um, the only the only plus side was my best man went so hard that he couldn't sabotage me anymore. So That's a, he, that that is a good wingman, I guess. Yes, it, yeah. it, it didn't mean to. <laughs> it didn't mean to. But so I ended up because we uh, we had a double denim night, and he's walking around in a pair of on, only in a pair of dungarees, but he's a lot bigger than me. So we had this real George and Lenny from Mice and Men vibe going on. <laughs> yeah, every time I got asked, I was taking him out the back to put him down about four times. I was like, no, he's just a bit poorly, and I'm going to go make sure he doesn't die. Um, so yeah, it was. But you know what? As far as stag do's go, it was a class weekend. So um, yeah, but yeah, you, uh, you you survived. Uh, you survived, yeah. mate. That's the main thing. And and a sound like Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing, the funny thing with stag nights is when you're on them, they're great in in yeah. like, but only only in like periods, and then you you have waves of like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It was about two o'clock this morning. Like, I got into I got into bed. Some of the lads were still up, and I was like, "Oh, you know, you've reached that point that your body is telling you you've got to stop now." Yeah, yeah. So I got in my room and looked at my bed, looked at the door. Like, they're gonna fucking come in here and give me shit. Right, that's it. So I barricaded myself in my bedroom. I pushed the desk up against the door, jammed the jammed the bed in between the wall and the desk. <laughs> They couldn't open it. Yeah, smart. smart. So just lying there going, this is pathetic. What have I become? <laughs> well, one of our um, one of our regular listeners said the reason he's never going to get married is because he doesn't want to be shafted at a stag night. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I completely understand that. That's, exactly, understand that's that. exactly what I'd say if I was a virgin. But... Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, might be. Yeah. yeah. So, right. So actually, it's probably before we get into the game, um, it, we, it'd be good to segue into um, issues with stag nights at rugby matches. Yeah, seen this a lot on Facebook over so, the last days. Yeah. So I think um, somebody, somebody from well, I, don't know, I don't even think they were at the game. Their daughter was at the game, and there was some 
rowdy behaviour, which ruined some ruined someone's experience. Now, there's a line, isn't there? There's a fine line because I I'm I believe rugby and drinking culture kind of goes hand in hand in many yeah, ways. They are, they are. Um, it's the chicken and the egg. Yeah, but also it needs to be it also needs to be family friendly. Yeah, however, agreed. However, you, you know what it's like when you you've been on stag nights and there's always some twat that kind of forget that they have to be responsible around other members of the public. And like, they've got yeah, a part yeah. just to be a complete piece of shit. So <laughs> um, by the sounds of it, that's what happened in the North Terrace, which I yeah. actually, I've always assumed the North Terrace is the party terrace. And I would certainly wouldn't take a kid in there, but uh, you shouldn't, not have to take him there if you know what I mean. But no, I, I I I agree with you on both those points. But but again, it's if you go to the football, you've got family stands, haven't you? That, yeah, that are predominantly kids. The Southwest Coms basically is the family stand. I would say they're so. Not, yeah, or, they're not they're not going to they're not going to stop big groups of lads coming in or girls because hen dudes could be even worse than stag dudes. Spend, spending like a lot of money on booze. And having a having a laugh because a couple of people, little, little kids, got a bit upset. If you were that concerned about it, go down the other end, go down with the school kids down at the southwest comms because you don't get it's it's only ever the north terrace right that gets the gets the bad rap. If if that that's the rowdy terrace, it's the party terrace. Like um, mate of mine got tickets for troops about for the uh, oh fuck which game was it? I think it was Sarries. Um, North Terrace straight away. So immediately, big bunch of forces lads in there. Um, so yeah, just think about where you're going to go. I think that'd yeah. be my advice. Well, somebody said, um, you know, like in cricket, cricket will have a party stand, right? So it's mm. kind of yeah, okay. We want to we want to get tanked up. We'll go to the party stand, and and actually, like it, it might be a good idea for clubs to actually kind of sort of say to people, you know, that, like not. It doesn't have to be official, but you can have like unofficial party stand. So yeah. people, people who do want to go there and have a, have a good time. Let's be honest: the the um the business model of match days at Exeter Chiefs, <laughs> want, um, yeah, kind of want these people there. So well, it, I'm it, sat here currently nursing a two a, a Chiefs um, Q buster full of orange yeah. squash, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going. This this is what it is. This is the biggest money making thing in in rugby is the yeah. beer. They want the guys there having a laugh, getting rowdy because it they put money. The more money you spend on beer, the more money you put behind the till because you forget you're trying to not spend fifteen pound on three pints. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, you know when 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 oh. you, I see this every weekend in in multiple rugby groups online, it'll be someone will go somewhere and be like, oh, I had a horrendous experience at this other ground yeah. and, they, and they just cast this aspersion over the entire like yeah yeah it like, happens every week yeah this it's, it's right yeah look that's rubbish it happens at every single ground you know i I've been in every away ground i've been at people have been swearing people have been drunk uh, away you know it, it's it's just it happens um, you know unfortunately it happens people will have to deal with it but it's uh you know to the, the whole like Oh, I can I can harness this to lay into this club because you know the there was twelve thousand people there, but five vile, yeah, fuck. bit like pissheads ruined it, and that's 
you know, the whole thing's ruined. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, so basically, it's, saying it's the necessary evil. Yeah, I, I agreed. I mean, I'll, also for for every bad for every bad group of of fans who get a bit shirty and a bit you know over the top, there's fifty that are way better. And are cool. filled with and are filled with great vibes. Do you remember the um with the Bristol game that lad that, that bloke that had lost his um, lost his mates standing down yes. in front of us? He <laughs> this guy did not know where he was. I think he thought he was just Exeter St David's. If I'm honest, yeah. I think he's trying to find a train, and he's got the whole crowd to wave at him. The game's yeah. going on; no one's watching it anymore. We're just finding this drunk very entertaining. So yeah, I think everyone just needs to take a bit of chill pill with these sorts of things. It's going to happen. You're going to get you're going to get boys and girls, you know, shitty and leery at the rugby. Sometimes it's 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 rugby. It's not tennis. I, ironically, so people say, "Oh, well, they're not, if they're not there to watch the game, why are they there?" Uh, okay, if you get invited on a stag night, you don't like rugby. You, you're going to still go to the stag night. You just of might course you, up, are. you might still you might end up in a bar. However, remember the other week when we were at the game and there was those two girls like facing. Away from the pitch. Oh, yeah, we're not watching the game. Not even oh, watching. So, you know, oh, uh, they probably weren't spending 100 quid on pints a game. So, I think I, know, I think we know Tony Rowe wants there. Yeah, exactly. So, so there you go. Prime Talking anyway. is endorsing piss heads out rugby. There you go. Yeah, well, look, guys, you know, tell us what you think. Sometimes, yeah, they, some people go too far. That's, yeah, unfortunately, that's life. But, and um, that's also what the stewards are for. And if someone is, bit, well, we saw footage. We saw footage of a guy being evicted from the wasps match um, for obviously, obviously bad behaviour or something. Um, yeah. If if someone crosses the line, the stewards will get rid of them, and it's, that, that's literally why they're there. So, um, and uh, wasn't it the Bristol game the other week? Oh yeah, when I was leaving, and there was a guy so terminally drunk outside, he, he looked like he was doing tai chi, but he was just. <laughs> <laughs> He's just falling down really slowly, but amazing. You're always going to see it. You're always going to see these things. But anyway, we've. Um, I mean, I'm a lot happier than last week, even though I am in a in basically in prison at the moment. Of course, the uh, um, dreaded Rona has come for you at last. I tell you honestly, I know. Look, if, if this this is not bad at all, how I, my experience of it is not bad at all. I'm just the fact that I think I'm going to have to stay in for like five days inside my house. Is, is I've yeah. taken suicide before Corona gets me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but I got to watch, watch a lot of rugby. So, um, Chiefs. Well, I got a lot of stick actually on Friday saying we would win this game quite easily. Mate, I was confident going in, and I, I was when I saw the lineup we had with Dave. With you know, Dave was back on the bench, Don Armand back at six. Having, having been to, watched him against Gloucester, the game you don't remember, and he yeah. was the, oh, he's the only guy, yeah, he's the only guy in the Gallagher Premiership that can stop Gloucester's Mall. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, it, and well, it, well, we'll go through the game. It was an absolute stellar, stellar match by the boys. It really so, was. So my confidence came from last week more than anything, and I know we lost at the death to Wasp, but. You know, for yep. the most part of that game, we dominated. Yeah, and definitely. Wasp's squad was pretty much not far off full strength. And I just thought, like, that, there's a massive corner been turned there. Mm. The, you know, we've all these players away with internationals. And I thought that, you know, the shackles were off, really. There was no pressure. And I thought, and I looked, looked at the lineups and I thought, Do you know what? Like, 
man for man, like quite quite often I was picking the, you know, I was being objective, but I was like, no, I'd pick the Chiefs guy here. Mm. And, well, the, the first half, they had the wind. <laughs> Gloucester had the wind. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a halftime, listen to this stat. This is from halftime. Tackles. Chiefs, 11. Gloucester, right. 162. What? That is massive. Uh, that is a legit stat as well. I think it's one of the first stats we've used on this pod. Um, that's, that's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Yeah, so Chiefs made less than one tackle each in the first half, and Gloucester made more than 10 tackles each in the first half. That is, that is crazy when you actually think about it. And, and as we've said time and again, being putting in tackles is more sapping than anything else because you're you're hitting the floor, you're getting back up, and you're having a small car accident every couple of seconds. And yeah. oh, mate, that that is a ludicrous amount of tackles. I mean, we had the ball. Well, we had the ball for the pretty much the entire first half. Was, that, that, that is that's vintage Chiefs, isn't it? That's what oh, yeah. that's that what we're best at. That ball retention was absolutely concrete. I mean, at the start of the year, when it was all a bit scrappy, you know, the lads clearly weren't in the good headspace or whatever the reason was. Yeah. We, we were coughing the ball up all the time and it was driving me mad. Because as yeah. you said, an Exeter Chiefs team gets hold of the ball and they do not let it go. They yeah. just don't let it go. And just grinding. I mean, I know what the first 10 minutes before, just before Gloucester scored, we weren't really going anywhere. It was all between halfway and ten meter. Yeah. Okay, that's not work. We'll go. We'll try this, and then the hole will always open up eventually. Always, it has and, to. And and uh, what Spax to say is like you know first half. Don't worry about the score sheet. Worry about what the what the what they're having to do. And uh, I mean, admittedly, Gloucester didn't fold at the end of the game. No. They folded with like they folded just after half time. Really. Yeah. And then they and then they kind of came back at the end, and I got a bit some bad vibes for a bit. But we, um, yeah, that was um, so what we scored twenty four points. We scored twenty four yep. points for three games this season, and we lost the other two. So, fucking hell, that's a that's a, that is an interesting stat. Yeah, that's, look, I, you tell I've not been allowed out my house this weekend, can't you? Yeah, you're, you're doing a lot of googling, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so. I would like to. I, we spoke about him briefly last week because obviously he's leaving us. I would like to say Sam Hidalgo Klein has reached a new level of shithousery, and I'm going to miss it. Go he was being he was milking so many shit penalties out of Gloucester. Yeah, I in, noticed that actually. Yeah. The, I, I always forget the uh, forget his name. There, Lou said um, guy got his nose reset on Instagram. Oh, uh, Jamal Ford Robinson. That's him. He, he was yeah. he was. Slowly rolling out the way, and Sam literally swan dived over the top of him with his arms out, screaming at the ref, and the ref gave the penalty. I was like, "How the fuck have you got that out of him? That is absolutely brilliant! Just total shit housing, so scrapping he, every ruck he could possibly scrap at as well." Yeah, so Hidalgo Klein was on the bench, wasn't he? But Sam Maunder yep. pulled out right just pre-game, yep. so then Jack Maunder came onto the bench. So I'm assuming Jack Maunder's just being rested at the moment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he, he's if you, he's probably one of our most regular starters. If you and actually my, look at who's, well, he, yeah, he definitely is. But my my theory about scrum offs coming off the bench was, is right. Yep, because Jack oh, no, Maunder, he looked he looked like a different player. <laughs> oh, that little snipe was brilliant. 
But yeah. he's, he's, that's what everyone forgets about Jack Morder, myself included. When he's got the chance to do that, he is very quick and he's got good eyes. But yeah. as we've said, he's obviously the, the one who plays the system most and he'll happily play the system most and that's why he keeps his nine shirt. Yeah. He's doing what the coaches want him to do. And we've been told um, Townsend's back in training this week. So Yeah, that's great. Fantastic news that is. It really um, is. But yeah, let's let's get into the game a bit. So um I want to say Joe Simmons, his kicking from hand is is just getting better and better. There was a it, it really was a is coming out of nowhere. Yeah, there was a there was a ropey one for Gloucester's first try that was a bit misplaced, but he I mean he seems to be doing it more and more. And it, it doesn't really it's not really getting a lot of um it's not really getting a lot no. of credit for it, I don't think. No, no they're not BT Sport I'm going to have another BT Sport moment they are they froth over the shit like that if it's from yeah. the right player because Joe Simmons isn't exciting no, not being exciting is the wrong way of putting it but I think because he's not a showboaty player anyway he is quite a conservative 10 yeah they, when he does it they just sort of like, yeah. okay like, but he's doing it more and more as you say it, what I was really impressed with was he's his upper body strength and his leg drive are for a 10 are like they are phenomenal. The amount yeah. of times he looked like he was getting pasted backwards and he just sort of dug his legs in and went, Nope, I'm not going back. I'll go down, but I ain't going back. It was he's so Joe was fantastic yesterday and he's confident again. He's confident. The only, yeah, the only um the only issue I would say he's having is his place kicking. So is um another stat for you guys. Uh his, <laughs> his kicking this season is seventy two percent. That's now, crap. Pre pre MBE, Joe Simmons was about ninety. So um, maybe he's maybe he's been wearing his medal at home too much, and he's sort of just a little bit off. Yeah, no, I don't think we should blame the NBA. I think we should blame Christoph Ridley and that fucking charge down. But yeah, um, I mean, kicking at Sandy's tricky anyway. But I mean, this, that, that our last championship season, he was like hundred percent up to about February, wasn't he? He just hadn't missed anything, and. Yeah, he'll get he'll, he'll get it back. He will he will get it back. But it's good, mate. It, you can see with Joe is coming back more and more every week. Mm. Um, interestingly, you say about the kicking at Sandy Park. Somebody asked about the flags. Flags above the um, West Grandstand go down at half time. Yeah, I never so, really, I never noticed that before. I've asked some uh, tribe talking sources, and no one has a clue. Basically, <laughs> so um, apparently it might be because groundsmen have got a lot to do at the end of the game. So. They just put yeah, them down it, yeah, time, it but... might just be no one's looking at them now. We'll have them down. I so... I I like I like to look at the flags when they when they make <laughs> so guys, you can leave it up till the end of the game, and unless it's obviously something tactical, then fine, whatever. But yeah, look, I, I wanted to say that about Joe because he, you know he's really really building into the season now. Yeah, definitely. But I think I think the the, the biggest like positives come from this game was. We, you know, Gloucester came in with possibly the best set piece in the league, and we, <laughs> yeah. and it got, and it just got picked apart. It was fantastic. It really was. They don't, they've clearly that's that's clearly been worked on in training. It's clearly gone right. We know what they're going to do. They're going to maul yeah. us to death. We used to have the best fucking maul in yeah. the northern hemisphere. We know how to defend these. Yeah, we just go practice, 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 and yes, yeah, well, Don and Don and Yannis were just absolute. Kings, every single time you just see that little ginger head pop up in the middle. He's got him again. The, yeah, the amount of involvements Kirsten and Armin had in that game 
was yeah. just was not and like Armand particularly the amount of like important moments. I mean, apart from the you know he dropped an absolute sitter right at the start of the game, didn't he? But, oh yes, you know turnovers. He was just disrupting everything, and they they couldn't live with it. It was uh, you know, it was seeing seeing our guys jackal. I mean, it's so rare to see it. But you forget yeah. how how effective it, these guys would be if it was a mainstay of our game because. I mean, Dave Viewers made one in the second half for perfect example. He just lent, he just lent in there, hands on, perfect technique. There's no way you're moving someone like Kirsten or Ewers. If, but I also like the fact our defensive players, forty men on their feet. I like yeah. that. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, Jackling for me, too many people try it, and not many people are actually. If you think actually think about it, are actually really that good at it. Yeah, who do There's you think? So many hands. Who do you think's actually like kind of got free range jackal at Chiefs? Count Dicky. Oh yeah, Dicky. But I think that's, that's Dicky just does what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you see, Dave Ewers, Dave Ewers will get one if it's clean, obvious, and it's yeah. the only sensible decision. Like one man Sam, on the floor. Sam Simmons a bit. He does a bit, doesn't he? So Nolan but, Hogg have a go at it, which is always hilarious because they end up getting pasted. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it it's a. It's not. It's obviously not a mainstay of our defensive tactics. So, um, but, but um, voice is going. Just I was rewatching the game, right? And I was talking about was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Put yourself out. I was rewatching the game, <laughs> and um, I was trying to like. I'm sorry. I can't pick out. You know, posit. You know, who really stood out? And pretty much every player had some sort of like that, you know massive performance. Uh, you know, Jack Inard, second choice hooker now, by the looks of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, um, a lot of people are, you know, obviously with Jack Yendall, but is this a logical progression now? Is this, are we seeing, you know, Jack Yendall's 32 now? Yeah. Are we seeing Are we seeing Jack Inard now coming in, taking that second spot, really getting more game time? Or, or are we expecting, are we, what are we expecting here? I, I'm, I'm unsure because... I mean, he's been he's been getting better and better. He was immense again yesterday. Well, looking at look at the way Baxter Baxter picks his players and has always picked his players. He's not going to reward a guy who's put in what even even if if the season finished now, Jack Inard scorecard for the season is a good seven to eight out of ten for the year because he's been he's got as you said he's got better and better and better. He's he, the fact he's taking tap and goes. He's, he's yeah. stepping up and he's making that decision. He's I'll I'll do this. I'll do what Jack Jack and Dickie have done for so many years. Yeah. I think he will be rewarded, and it, we we are going to see the as sad as it makes me, it really does. We're going to start to see Jack Kendall take a bit of a backward step. Jack and I'll put, go to the be the, the the standout replacement hooker. And I always think right. I always think about players at, at stages in their career. Now, obviously, you know Johnny Hill's leaving. He's not local. He's yep. sing, you know, he's not got kids. Someone's thrown a load of bags at him. Yeah, kind of understand why they leave. If you're mm. like you, Jack Yendall, local lad, isn't he? It's like yep. always want to be a Chiefs player. Yeah, put you know, got family settled. He's over thirty. It's like what you know, it, it's kind of like a logical step, isn't it, in your career? I guess. I mean, we don't want to yeah. like retire players <laughs> too young, but it, it's kind of like your your role in the squad. Changes, doesn't it? So you go, yeah. you go from that. that I'm, you know, I'm starting every week, or I'm on the bench. So then, okay, I'm, uh, you know, what's my part to play here? Am I because you're not going to get the minutes put in you, which is probably good for your career anyway. Mm. 
Like, you know, Don Armand, he was playing the, most of this season, he was playing 10 minutes off the bench. Yep. And that's until probably, he decided to get knocked the fuck out. Until he, knocked, <laughs> until, yeah, until he ran into Dave Ewers and um, took six months off his career. But it's um, it, it's an interesting story that's playing out a bit with certain, some certain positions. Yeah. Because, and we, also with the club captaincy role that he's got as well. Are we going to, yeah. he's, he's vital for the leadership group. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> in a better line out thrower. And I think he's a better ball carrier. Well, we're just, in, look, that's in my humble opinion. Um, yeah, so I think, I, but like, you know, if, if Jack Yano was starting, you wouldn't, you wouldn't blink an eye, would you? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, so, hero, so but the massive, the massive positive is Jack Yano's development is, yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, many young lads. I mean, that, that Jenkins, I am mega impressed with him. He is mate, brilliant. Mate, he is 19. Oh, this makes me sick. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me like, sick. Yeah, and people, people are like, guys, he's 19, right? The last two years, we've had, we've been in a pandemic. He's barely got any game time. He's starting in the Premiership. He's starting, he's starting, he played in Europe as well, didn't he? The other week? Yeah, he played uh, Montpellier, didn't he? He came off the bench. Jenkins is 19. Look at the size of him. Then you got um, Chris Ginza. He he's twenty. You know these these they're twi- look how young they are. And they're massive and like already look like yeah the, the skills so, they've got the skills those just just watching his work rate off the ball. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. he's a lot younger, so his fitness level should be higher. But he's making good decisions. He's in the right places. He's got yeah. a, he's got a rugby brain, and yeah. that that is just for long term. If we can hold on to these guys. Yeah, our squad in ten years' time is going to be lethal, and lethal yeah, is the word. Some, you know, because it, it, look, it's clear that Baxter's turning over the squad a bit, isn't it? So mm-hmm. that's that's obvious. But then you know, you've got like Schickling; he's an absolute machine. He's a, he's a beast. Apparently, he's the strong, he's the strongest guy at Chiefs, right? He's got like the isn't he got like yeah. the bench the bench record? Yeah, he, yeah, he's got the bench. You no, know, it's a squad record, I think, as well. But. Um, and, Funny, funny story actually. Going back to my stag dude, my uh, my best man Kai, he's um, he, he lives down in Cornwall. He's stationed down at Cold Rose. He plays uh, loose head for the Navy. He played against uh, I think it was a it was a warm up game against Pirates, and he packed down against Schick. <laughs> he just said it was fucking horrible. He was just okay. he's hor- he's nasty as well. He's like. He's 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 getting hold of bits of skin and twisting on his bind, and he's an absolute animal. Apparently, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I tell you, what, I tell you what. One thing about Shickling as well. Um, if anyone listening, Shickling was our intro today, and um, his voice is. He should do like bedtime, he should do like bedtime stories, kids. <laughs> you who know, wants like, to who wants to narrate your life? Pat Schickling. Pat Schickling, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he could be a Bond villain as well quite easily with that, um, you know, for those tones. But, he, is, um, he's a, he is number two henchman at a lethal weapon too. That's who yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recast the film with, um, yeah, people from the Southern African nations. Uh, excellent chief. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are, we are, the, if, we are the, ex, the exiled Africaners. Yeah. Play to be. Um, but yeah, so back to, back to the game because we, we sideswiped quite heavily there. Yeah. So, mall defence, again, I'm going to say it again, I just can't get over how efficient it was. And just even, even seeing Sam Hidalgo Klein sort of pop up in the middle with a ball. Yeah. 
to bring in a boy. Like, well, how the fuck has he got in there? He's got no, literally no business. But when we went and got a ball, I'm not. Were there any players not involved in it for our second try? Because <laughs> like, seemingly not. It was everyone was in there. We saw Hendo running, who was he was incredible yesterday. The lines he was cutting, he was just he was magic. I think I, I personally, well, Devoto's out probably long term, isn't he? So he is. Hendo's going to be playing every week now. That's that. Yeah, and I like. I'm 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 fine with that. Yeah, I like. I mean, don't wrong, I think Oli Devoto is an absolutely phenomenal footballer, but I like the fact we've got this basic mutant just crashing up the line. Yeah. Letting, let, letting Slady and Joe pull the strings and just murking people. But he's, he, for a big lad, he's so quick. Yeah. He really and, can move. And, in, in, you know, it, it, especially like, you know, being a rugby fan, it, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing better than just an old-fashioned crash ball centre. Oh, yeah. But what, Jamie Roberts made a career out just, of it. Yeah, just, yeah just, just smash them. Just run it up, truck it up, and just make the contact, make the meters. It's, it's um well obviously we used to have we used to have Sam Hill and he was that was his role at the club wasn't it yep. and then uh, another one that went to sale yep uh, well he, he's not gone well from there but I think um, Hendrickson coming through kind of like you know forced the decision of the club to let Sam go but yeah no I agree I, I yeah I definitely agree with that so can we talk we've been chatting about we've actually been chatting about a Chiefs game for more than twenty minutes. Well, look, we haven't spoke. We haven't talked about the backs, really. Do you want to quickly no. shout okay. out some of the backs? Uh, yeah, so uh, Flats, Hendrickson, Witten, Hodge, and Woodburn. Because <laughs> they were all fucking great yesterday. Mate. Hodge, Hodge. That, that chase down was ridiculous. He, he, like, his work, his work rate was incredible. That chase down, they, they, on TV, they just, they panned it, didn't they? They just showed him yeah. chasing it. Chasing it, chasing it, and like that—that that ended up leading to a try, effectively. That oh, definitely, yeah. That moment, and um, my, I mean, my favourite try. I know Denise asked for a try light. Yeah, would have been would have been Woodburns with um Simmons little did like dink. Oh through. yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I like I liked Shicklings because it was just a hammer blow classic forwards try. Yeah, but it was just the casual way Ollie just stood there and went dink. <laughs> like he yeah. didn't even try and make it look like a good finish. He just like, yep, that'll do. Thank you. Yeah, and it's it's just like, especially like Woodburn as well. It's like having a new signing. Yeah. Do you not think he looks like Dwayne Johnson though? What the Rock? Yeah. Look at him again. Yeah. He, if, if if Dwayne Johnson lost all his weight, he'd look like Ollie Woodburn. Okay, I'll uh, I'll have to revisit that. Yeah. It, honestly, it's, it, once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> if, if if Dwayne Johnson had a tapeworm. He'd look like he look like Ollie Woodburn. Um, yeah. So look, like performance, one of the be- one of the best all season. I'd say the performance of the season up there with the Saris game, because so what, there was yeah. no expectation on those lads to do that yesterday, and they went out there from every single player put an absolute yeah. shift in. So now, what do you do next week? Because we've got Newcastle away. Do you? And obviously, we will have the Scottish players available. Do you even bother playing them? I would maybe bring in Skinner. Right. And, and maybe put Hogg on the bench as insurance. But even yeah. then, it, the, the argument to do it is not strong. I, I just feel like after the Wasps game, then this game, and the performances are just like, they're just, 
they're kind of improving. And I think, God, you know, just give them that third game. Just give them it. Let, you right. know, I, I mean, you know, it, you'd be stupid not to put some of those players on the bench at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, bring, bring Skinner in would make sense because he covers back row and yeah. second row. Right. So you just bank. have, yeah, a bit of insurance policy. Thing, yeah. yeah. But you've also got an opportunity to rest Hog and Johnny Gray. Yeah, if you're only resting them for Scotland. Well, you're still, yeah, it's one less yeah, game. No, they're, they're actually, playing, play them. Play them. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, so Johnny Gray's come back from surgery. Um, yeah. Hogs played a lot of minutes. If you don't need to use them, yeah. then if you've got a squad that is more than capable of going up to Falcons and getting a result, is it, is it is it worth, A, disrupting all the work the guys are doing in camp? Because Hog and Gray and Skinner won't be training with these lads. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, you're right because the trouble is you have here, right? Is that that's like a million pounds worth of rugby players. Yeah, and and you know what do you want? Like I don't know Baxter doesn't care about that. Yeah, he he was because, the best fifteen he's got. Yeah, um, but I think but, he's always looking at the bigger picture as well. Yeah, I I think you'll see Hog with twenty three on his back and Skinner with nineteen on their back, and I think you'll leave Johnny Gray out. Yeah, Johnny that's, Gray that's he probably probably needs that. You know, because he yeah. came off early yesterday, didn't he? So yeah, he he needs some time. He's not hundred percent. You could see him moving around yesterday, and we'll come to yeah. that fucking bullshit in a bit. Um, <laughs> he was yeah, he he didn't look right yesterday. I, I was worried, but whereas Skinner looked great. Skinner was fantastic. So having well, him as insurance policy for Don or Yanis, so you can get them off, get them rested for the following week. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, because we've got we've we've still got. Plenty more fixtures without these lads, so yeah. Carry, so, yeah carry, I mean, I, that's what. Hey, just carry on as we're going. I would say, yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe bring them into the bench, but not into the starting lineup. Or you know, potentially you might start Skinner or Gray in the second row, and then put you know put, bring Jenkins on. Yeah, that's 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 maybe where I'd be, or even just as I said, keep Skinner on the bench and bring him on for Jenkins in the second half or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's 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 we've, you know we've blown through three of our questions already. So we're doing well, good. That's what professionals do, Dave. We use them as yeah. we go through the um, through the podcast, yeah. but where we tack them on at the end and forget because we always do. I so, will never, I will never be this prepared for a podcast ever again. <laughs> I'll be enjoying my weekend elsewhere, but and I will um, never be so unprepared again. <laughs> if you can look at my yeah. handwriting, it's honestly it's an absolute shit show. How I'm supposed to read any of this, I don't. Yeah, know. so we've we've effectively swapped roles this weekend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's usually me so, that's um. At, so you hang up my ass, but you'll be bigging up some former international in a minute who hasn't played for his country in about eight years. Um, and I'll be uh, just yeah just crying in the corner. So. Yep, the other is so point to note, um, and at the end, sorry, to come to the end of the Chiefs bit, we're up to sixth, we're only two points off of fourth, and the two teams above us play each other next week. Massive. So, Wasps go to Quinns. I think Wasps will have Quinns. Uh, yeah, they will. That, um, that, from everything I've seen from Quinns recently, uh, they are they, they are suffering without their. They are so reliant on Smith and Don Brandt, aren't they? It is really, they really are. Marla, Marla. yeah, but they clearly need Marcus Smith there driving things because it's just not working for them at all. 
went down yeah. to Sarri, went lost to Sarri yes uh, this uh, this afternoon wasn't it nineteen ten yeah so, uh, yeah that if you think about it so Quinns no points today Gloucester we took five and they got yeah. nothing like yeah. it, it all of it, it, right we we can be depressed oh this season's shit it's not going well and then you one win you're like oh hang on a minute everything's back on it's it, I mean Tigers are gone no one's catching them anymore yeah. but. Even Saris is not that far away. Yeah, we've still six. got to play. We've still got to play at home. Saris, Leicester. Yep. Yep. Harlequins. Yep. Sale. Yep. Because Sale are going to be up and about there. So, who are, or Northampton away in a couple of weeks? So, it, you know, this, see how it we're, goes. We're getting our internationals back for the Wasps, Bath, and Saracens running, aren't we? That's, that's we, we're going to be we're going to be back to full strength when everyone else is, is should be hopefully running out of steam because they've they've emptied their squads because it's nearly the end of the season. And so Vermont's a couple of weeks off. Yeah, we are get we are actually considering how bad it's been. We are doing fairly well here. Well, I said to you, I said we're going to end up with a decent squad at the end of the season. We're just going to yeah. fuck it up for other teams, which is going to be yeah. great. So well, one of the questions we were asked is, you know, how positive are we going to make into the top four? I am, I'm getting there. I'm, um, I'm a lot yeah. more confident than I was before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is a quite a bipolar podcast in many ways. It really is. Yeah. It's honestly, it's like a fucking lift up and yeah. down all day. So, I mean, talking I look, of yeah. down. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Before we get, um, are, we, are we keeping Tom Foley in tier two? I think he did a good job yesterday. Yeah, he could have. I think he um, was actually quite generous to Gloucester. There could yeah. have been a lot more cards, but hey ho, it's. Uh, I think I'll leave him in tier two because, yeah, he's he's grown on me a lot, and he's actually refed two of our best. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got he's got good comms, and he actually knows the players' names. Yeah, like, and, and I always like that. Yeah, we got a hundred percent record with him as ref this season. I think so. There we go. One we... one more, and we're going to have to start thinking about putting them up to tier one. Well, watch this space. Anyway, um, there's no. I don't think there's any rumours. Nothing that I know. That, nothing I've heard. They'll, I've they'll, heard. Announce, they'll announce Flaff soon um, to sale. People are holding on to that, but that's going to happen. But, you know, maybe they'll announce the Red Path one as well. So They need to, because we can't keep sitting on this. No, no, no. <laughs> It's, so getting, maybe, to be honest, did, it's getting exhausting. Yeah, what did we hear today? Um, flaps out Anthony Watson in. That would be bizarre, wouldn't it? Oh, I wouldn't scoff at it, personally. I wouldn't but, scoff at it, but they'd no. have to, rena- have to reno- rename the Jack Knoll physio room the Anthony Watson physio room. Yeah, they play, ironically, those two played in that same under-20s World Cup winning team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be quite amusing to see Anthony Watson at Chiefs, but I don't, I can't see that one. Nah, quite very unlikely. But anyway, Six Nations, right? Um, <laughs> so, why is it that um, the hope, some of the home nations, get so emotionally up for England games and then just capitulate the next week? Well, what is more Scottish? I'm going to put this to all the poll, to all the listeners: haggis, kilts, or Beating England and then being absolutely shit the following week. 
I just don't get it. Finn Russell had his stupid hat on yesterday. The the moment he put that kick out on the floor, I went, here we go. They're going to have us. Oh, honestly, it's so frustrating. I just, it's just, I, I, from my point of view, it's like, I watch him like, how can you, and, and, you know, Hogg was, you know, similar. He was incredible against England. And then it's like, how can you be like that one week? And then in the next week, it's, it, I, I don't, what? I don't understand it, but then I'm not like I'm from England, so I don't have this like deep-seated hatred of um, of anyone of another country. I'm just like well, everyone hates us. <coughs> so South, Africa. South Africa. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, but no, nah, we. Well, I think we just have this like I just think like I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I see, I've seen it before with Wales. When Wales are crap, I'll be like, oh, they'll, they'll still be amazing against England. My th- my theory is. I don't think that McGregor Townsend has done a lot well. He's done a huge amount well. Steve Townley is a great defence coach. There's obviously a good culture there. When the attacking rugby works, the attacking rugby is great. Mm. I don't think they. it's a psychology thing. They just don't know how to continue um, forward momentum. They just, it's like they've got, we've got the win. We're in, we're in a great place. Now, now what do we do? Yeah. You keep you, go, you keep going. You don't fucking turn off. You don't stop. And the fact that he's not picked another ten out and out ten to support Finn. With Finn Russell's having a crap game, we can't haul him off. Yeah, actually, I, I'm glad you said that because Hastings hasn't been playing for Gloucester. No, he's not been starting. So there's something obviously not right with him. Yeah, indeed. So but, he, I mean, the start of the season, he was incredible, but. I, I gotta admit, I, I found that quite shocking. Even he's got he's got off the boil quite a lot. Yeah. But again, I mean, look at Jones and Farrell. He's got credit in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, rates him. Bring fucking bring him in because when when Russell got Sinbin yesterday, they yeah. brought, brought Blair Kinghorn on, put him in at ten, but he's not a ten. I know he no. plays there a bit, but he's a fifteen. And yeah. Oh, to be honest, I thought I was going to see Hog go back at ten again, and I was just going to be going, "Oh, not again!" Um, but yeah, yeah, British Lions ten, Stuart Hogg. In the one game we lost to that tour. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's got yeah. he's got a one hundred percent record at ten for Scotland again, but we also had Italy. So, um, so yeah, so let, let, let's talk about the, the the specifically the Chiefs players. Right, yeah, so, I was going to stick to them. So I thought... Yeah, Hog could have got yellow carded pretty early. Yeah, I, well, there was no difference between his and Finn Russell's. No, no not really. Just the time of the game. That's yeah, all it was. That's all it was. Same area of the field near enough. Um, but, it, it, but basically, I think for Scotland, I mean, you know, Johnny Gray went off fairly early. Skinner came on, right? Put himself about yep. fairly well. But it, it was just, just to say, it was basically the reverse of last week. It was. Well, he's in the reverse scoreline. Yeah, it's like Skinner. Skinner looked he out of all of all of the players. This is not just because he's a Chiefs player. He was probably the most positive guy that came. Look, did anything out of this? Hamish Watson had a decent game, but Skinner yeah. actually made yards. He made some dominant tackles. Yeah. He looked. He looked like he was up for it, and no one else did. It was, just, it was great, like they were going through yeah. the motions. But the greatest irony: <laughs> Thomas Francis scored. Thomas I know, Francis. I can believe that. And I was just laughing. I was like, oh, uh, what a legend. You know, he basically never scores ever. I think he scored yeah. like once or twice for Chiefs. Someone will pick us up on that being totally wrong, but whatever. Um, Actually. Yeah, but I, I obviously, uh, so after listening, after this pod last week, I discovered the Rayburn Shield. 
Oh, yeah, this is great, this thing. So, should we just do a quick bit on that? Yeah, no, go for it, go for it. It's more interesting so, talking um, about fucking Scotland. Yeah, so, so, right, basically, the first ever game of rugby was England-Scotland, right? And um, yeah. this, this Kiwi guy has come up with something called the Rayburn Shield, and I think it was where the game was played, Rayburn Place Ray, or Rayburn something. Rayburn Palace was where the That's first it, yeah. game was played. So he's tracked, he's basically created this trophy that it's like, um, kind of like a belt in boxing. So, you know, you play, so the first game, Scotland won it, they held it to the next year, England, then they played England, England beat them, England won it. And then basically you have to, you defend it every time you play. Yeah. And this guy, evidently, it, it can't go to club teams. I did query this. Oh, with, really? Because ah. yeah. I, I thought, oh my God, I guarantee it on a Lions tour, it will have ended up in like, you know, <laughs> the Waratahs. Or yeah, exactly. The Highlanders, and then it's just been. Then it would have been just for like twelve years in New Zealand club rugby. Yeah. <laughs> until the Brumbies but, finally sort it out in twenty sixty four or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's a brilliant so, idea. Yeah, so th- he's tracked it for the last hundred and whatever years, and evidently last week's game, England Scotland was for the Rayburn Shield because we had won it off South Africa. England mm-hmm. won it off South Africa, so I was like, oh my god! All of a sudden, there's this new trophy that I can totally want that I never knew so I found myself supporting Wales because which I would never do I can assure you especially with three three Scottish Chiefs players they became like my you know effectively my second team because I was like oh I want to shot the Rayburn Shield again and if and the the great thing about the Rayburn Shield is you might not get a shot at it for years yeah for like for years and years and and I just think that's the beauty of it so it's, didn't they um, say? Didn't we see that that um, some tier two nations have had it? Like Romania yeah, so had, got it. Romania, somehow. Romania had it. Um, Samoa, Samoa had it. Samoa, I think they beat Wales in that world. Was it in the World Cup? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, Japan defended it twice, so Japan oh, had brilliant. it for three games. So, uh, look, guys, follow him. He's on Facebook, Instagram. On Twitter, well, everything, but uh, yeah, probably I think he is on Twitter. He must be. He follows us on Twitter. <laughs> oh, good lad. Um, <laughs> but um, I just I think the idea is great. There's there's also one for the ladies called the Utrecht Utrecht yep. Shield, and um, but that's obviously England have that at the moment. Uh, and we'll all have anywhere. that forever. Probably not going anywhere anytime soon. But I just think as like uh, this kind of like sideshow to everything else. So because what 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 trophies can all rugby nations compete for the world cup and the rayburn shield now so um so it basically yeah so basically it gave this extra level to the game the wales scotland game because usually i'd be like yeah i don't, I don't really care who wins this oh, so, it is a brilliant idea and he's as, as many says go and look for it because he's also trying to chase um world rugby to make it an official trophy yeah, um, which I think would be awesome because right now they've they've got one. I think they've made it themselves. They've made a foam or something. Yeah. So you can so they have an unofficial presentation. But if they could, they could get that to be actually accredited by World Rugby, and it's gonna yeah. but it's gonna have to be fan driven. Yeah, that's so the he best said part. That, yeah, and he said like, doesn't really matter if World Rugby don't get behind it because if the fans get behind it, like that's kind of the main thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, get 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 involved. I think it's better. And England Wales, Rayburn Shield, get in. So, do you want to talk about England? It's coming home. Um, yeah, don't really have a lot to say. I wasn't going to actually. I wasn't going to watch any Italy games this mm. Six Nations 
because they are irrelevant to the tournament. Let's be honest. Well, I just no love offense. the fact that, that last week on the commentary, Sam Auburn said there's five good teams in the Six Nations. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Sam. Um, every time every time Italy looked like they're trying to do something, they just get battered. And like, yeah. you know, to be fair, sec- look, second half today, they were a bit better. But, you know, when England bring on Ben Youngs, it, it just killed, it just absolutely oh, killed it slowed game. down so bad. It but, really did. Um, but, you know, with regards to the Chiefs players, so... Jack Noll <laughs> effectively knocked himself out, then made a turnover straight away. <laughs> then there was right, so you can be knocked out and not unconscious. Correct. Right. So for the look at flat, there, look at um, against Saracens. Yeah. Yeah. So down, you can down, you, down, you down. can be walking around, your body just goes into like auto mode. Jack Noll made a turnover, basically knocked out. You, you you can see it. He was clearly out. What that ref did, the ref effectively rushed a HIA decision. Then he was on the pitch for three minutes. That ref should get, that ref's going to get shit for that. Definitely. If he, it, 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 it happened to him after that. If he'd taken another head knock. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so bad. Like, it looked so bad. But, he, but up until that moment, he was the best player on the pitch. Well, I just want to say that, I mean, I, I, I said, when we were talking about potential selections and Jack Noll getting in the squad and how much it'd be great to see him. 1,065 days before he, since his last England start. Yeah. Nearly, uh, nearly qualified for another country. Could have qualified for another country, obviously. And like, that is so long. Do you think yeah. Jack Noll had, I mean, that's not, that's not saying he's not been involved in a squad, a starter, we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Jack Noll not to be starting for England that long, it's like what? And it, but he like he, I think it was the first try he was involved in a couple of bits up until that, and mm. he's just like it's just classic Noll. He's just it he was everywhere, getting involved yeah. in everything. He, he's he is a one of a kind player, isn't he? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> listening to all the the fallout from last weekend, it's been why did you leave it so long to bring Jack Noll on? If you want a player to get you out of a tough scrape. You've got to have him in there, especially in a nasty, scrappy game where it's, it's everything's tight. He's he's a he's a key player in those situations. It, it was as confusing as not bringing Smith on. When, um, when I watched, yeah, when when I watched that first half, right, I, I was thinking, oh, this is the funnest English England attack I've ever seen. Yeah, like we, you know, with with Smith and Slade link up really nicely. They are like, very good this, together. Yeah, and I was like, this is really good. But, I genuinely think now that like England are being like coached out of games. That's, yeah. how, that's how it's kind of starting to feel like to me. Like I, d- I don't know. Like maybe I'm overthinking it, but it, you know the, the decisions bring off Harry Randall, and it just it, the game just fell on its ass. And look, I know England won thirty three nil. Yeah, you can't it, you can't scoff at that. But it was just that the whole second half pretty much was just like I was yeah. But the, the thing is, and the point is, yeah, it was 33-0 against Italy, but you can't do that against France. You can't do that against Ireland. Well, let, let's get it straight. Let's get it straight. France or Ireland are winning the tournament. Fra- France have got it now. I yeah. Think. They well, look really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think I, we, we, we're not going to do anything against France. I, I can't see that happening. You never no. know. But... I don't know. England, England's still got some big players to come back. You know, Johnny Hill still might play. Launchbury might play. Tualagi might play. Right. Here's one for you. Here's, here's 
this is a, this is a genuine question that I want an England fan's opinion on because I asked this to the lads yesterday. With all the centres, inside centres, England has available to pick from. Why is it Eddie Jones cannot find a replacement for his system for Manu Tuolagi? Or won't accept anyone else as a replacement. That's probably a better way of putting it. Right, yeah, because because there isn't a replacement for him, is there? There's not, but don't so, if you can't, if you if your game's built around one guy who's never available, who's never available and is always injured, then you've got yeah. to change it. Well, no, I, I agree because I think there's plenty of good, like good um, centers, but he's just not willing to. Yeah, like, well, Mark Atkinson's a good player. Just play yeah. him. You never know what you. I know he's thirty-one. If if he's thirty-one, you're not going to play him. Don't take him. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you, met, you should exactly. carry on with Wally Lawrence. I've always thought Deverto should have had more of a sniff at England. Yeah, no, no disagreement for me. Ian Witten's probably EQP qualified, isn't he? Oh, he definitely qualified now. Yeah, but, uh, um, but yeah, look, look, yeah, well, Hendrickson, someone like that. That's what yeah. they need. That's even 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 Sam Hill, who's basically yeah. to a lagging understudy at Saint at Sale. You know, but I just I, I, I've never understood. I mean, don't Manu Tuolagi is incredible, and he is. He's one of the be- most devastating ball carriers in world rugby. But he's never fit. Yeah. He's never fit. He always gets, that, rushed, gets rushed back and then yeah. breaks. I think that's the issue. That is the biggest issue England had. If Tuolagi just went to France, then yep. that would be that would be the end of it, and the decision yep. would be made. But it's kind of like this, it's just this like lingering sort of ex-girlfriend that you 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 know you know it's a toxic <laughs> relationship you're like oh no we keep, keep going and it just it's an ex-girlfriend it. who's really close with the mates with your sister so she's yeah. always house yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I mean it, it is an issue but um worryingly henry slade's got rid of the mullet yeah i saw that but he, he i mean uh, uh, one of the massive positives is we actually had an england captain today Yes, we did. Luke Cowan Dickey was captain of the. Uh... It, it, that, look, that just goes to show you how well Henry Slade knows Dickey. He's like, yeah, I'm not letting you talk. <laughs> I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to the ref. You just, uh, yeah, but what, like, that's kind of a bit of playing, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, well, technically Dickey was the captain, but Slade kind of <laughs> did the captaincy. <laughs> yeah. Did the captaining for him, yeah. But um, that goes, again, that goes through, they've been mates for years. When, and when Dickie's fired up, he is just a wrecking ball. Yeah, emotionally and physically, and Slade's just there going, Dickie, you've you've had a, you've had a bit of a week, mate. It's just, I'll, I'll I'll speak to the ref. You just you go punch the pad. You, you go punch the post pad for five minutes and calm down. Yeah. But it goes to show that you know one captaincy doesn't mean necessarily that much when you've got as many leaders on the park as that. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, Atoje is clearly never going to be England captain because <laughs> he just bypassed him. I tell you, I tell you one thing though. Um, I don't know if you saw that conversation I had with Don Armand. We were I talking did. about. Um, it's very strange, Jay, in this. Yeah, um, I've got so, guys, before we go, really. I've got to say, like, so our, we've both got access to all the social media accounts. So if we're private messaging somebody, we can see the conversation. And I'm just sat there with my phone going off, and <laughs> Rooney Don Armand having this lengthy conversation about banter yeah, we, and all this. Role models, effectively. We, 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 yeah. I was just saying how you know how like men can be quite ruthless with each other, oh, yeah. and and I, and sometimes I think it's necessary to to keep the male ego in check. 
that we, yeah. you know, like women build each other up because, you know, a lot of, I see it in my, you know, my sisters and women in my life doubt themselves way too much. So girls build each other up, but the male ego is killer. Um, oh, mate, if your mate gets too far ahead of himself, you're straight in there, saying, no, Yeah. yeah. You, You've got a rage. Yeah. And, and we were just talking about it. And then I, with regards to like Slade, Noel, Cowan Dickey, in, and obviously Armand's been at club nine years, so he he will have seen all these players come, you know, coming through, for, yeah, and then becoming fathers. And when you become a father, obviously a lot Game changes. Changer. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. And and I, like Falkett moans at me when we go to away games that I fuss over him and stuff because yeah, I've got kids. <laughs> he's like a you know he's like my third child. Yeah. He fusses. Didn't fuss when I tucked him in a bed of hot chocolate when he got pneumonia. He got to the away game for you. But what? But so what I'm saying is now you're seeing, now you're seeing Cowan Dickey, hey, coming into these leadership groups for England. It's, yeah, and and that's where they are in their career now. And people are still thinking, oh, they're still those young lads. No, they're not. This is them now. They are at the peak, peak of their now. Power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good point. That it's a very good point. And I, I thought I was really like, and when you're in groups of, um, when you're in a rugby, like a rugby team or something, and it must mm. be a really weird, like again, a weird transition in, um, you know, the psyche of players. Because you may, I, I think, like becoming a father is does make a big difference because you oh, have yeah. a different, you will have a different perspective, and they probably do, which then makes them grow up. But you might finish your rugby career having never having kids and not having that perspective. It's the it's the loose it's the loose cannon mentality, isn't it? You, you, that gets reined yeah. in so hard because now there's a, yeah. I, I can't go flying in hard on somebody and yeah. fuck myself because who's going to look after the little one? That's, then that's the conversation you have with yourself. Even not not rugby, just you know doing something you might have a, a slightly risky job or you know yeah. a dangerous, dangerous hobby, and you go I can't keep doing this because can't I've ride motorbikes anymore. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. And if you think that you know in professional sports these days, they always they always say we don't have leaders, and this is quite kind of across the board mm. because because they you know professional sportsmen have made it before they made it now, you know mm. they they they've made it really when they're kids, and then they so they they're not like oh yeah on the weekend I was a scaffolder you you do get you sit you do get that a little bit in rugby mm. you know, I know Liam Williams was, was like a scaffolder wasn't he or something but yeah yeah. yeah. The moment they leave their, their baby club, that's them. They're not going to have to go yeah. and, and, and dig out, as you said, dig a portion of the M25 on the weekend or, you know, no. to train, or or go and work on the farm like Rob Baxter and his brother used to do. Yeah. Um, so, it, so like, basically, what I'm saying, that, that those those moments in their lives where they become fathers, that's, that's where you get it. That's probably one of the most important ways players are probably getting... Like leadership qualities, effectively. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that, mate. It's a very, yeah, very, but, very astute point. Yeah, but also, <clears throat> you know, you, you know, I'm still fully behind the give each other shit, you know, within reason because oh, yeah. it's great. I love it. It's, it's but, yeah, look, Six Nations. You know, Dicky came on, did well. Sam Simmons came on, tried to force it a little bit too much, but the game was. I think he was just getting frustrated with how shit the game had got. So he was just yeah, it was, it was proper scrappy towards the end bit, and the, the Italians yeah. were trying to do their thing, but it wasn't yeah. working. You can see players just losing their heads with it. But I, I, I tell you one thing. Again, I'm annoyed. I just wish I had the option to watch Chiefs on, like yeah. because you know, I, obviously, I couldn't look. I couldn't have gone 
Chiefs have got COVID, but I would have watched Chiefs if I had choice. I would have watched yeah. it even over even over the Six Nations games. Um, no, so, as I say, I'd rather there were there'll be better club rugby games to have watched this weekend. Than... Always, yeah, and and I just hate I hate that it's taken away from you. Yeah, but and hey ho, that's the nature of rugby. It's just sometimes not not accessible, not as accessible as we'd like. But indeed, um, indeed. Yeah. Well, anyway. with that, shall we round off the uh, what were the questions that we weren't able to uh, shoehorn into our conversations? Yes, mate. Yeah, let's do it. So, Matt, and this is a question that we've we've you know we've asked ourselves actually a couple of times since the uh, East Stand has reopened. How can we improve the library's atmosphere? More stag nights. More stag nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just start swearing at all the families and throwing beer on them. No, but it's, it's the atmosphere of the library is never going to be like it was anymore. And yeah, look, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. it, it's done. Since adding the debenture seats, yep. which were all em- looked all empty yesterday. <laughs> 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 They um they 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 that sucked the life out of the library. No matter how you look at it, because yeah. it's just that like enclosed sort of like sweat box, wasn't it before? Yeah. It, it, it it's just it's kind of gone, and you, that's why the North Terrace sounds rowdier now. Yeah. Because that's still, you know, its original form. But I think as well, people don't know whether they should be doing the tomahawk chop or not. Yeah. Um, it, you know, so I, yeah, it's. We're just going to go through that like feeling out phase. People are going to people just come up with new songs and just get it going. Message us, we'll we'll get behind it. Let's, Let's make um, it offensive as possible. Yeah, offensive as possible. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? Right, I, funnily enough, I was I saw a um, something in the news about Tottenham fans being told not to use a certain word for themselves anymore. Is this would this be the word beginning with Y? Yeah, so apparently yeah. um, a Jewish club, and they refer to themselves as this word. Actually, and, I can say uh, it. My grandmother was Jewish. They call themselves the Yid Army. Yes. So um, for Yiddish. Now, I <laughs> I spoke to an Arsenal fan, and he was telling me the chance they have. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Regarding regard, no, I'm not going to say them because, like, one, I'll tell you one off pod. It's absolutely horrendous. They do this, like, you know, people know they're doing it. And yet, somehow, we were... Yeah, we get highlighted. And I was just thinking, what the... F-? Like, it, it just, I find it incredible, just the world we live in. But, um, so, but yeah, look. Oh, mate. The atmosphere, it's going to be up and down, I think, for the rest of the season. And we'll just see what happens. Just just get loud. The, the, one, the one good thing about the, the these terrace being open the way it is. If we we did it against Bristol, if we all start stamping a foot, that gets loud because it starts yeah. echoing through the new build. So there you go. Everyone's just start getting the old drum beat going. That's always a good one to good one to go. Um, yeah. So Ale- <clears throat> Alexis has asked another question that she's asked us before, but it is a good question. Uh, following the result against Gloucester, what would you say to the boys after the game if you were the coach? That's more fucking like it. Yeah. Enjoy Basically. this. Remember this. Yeah. And, and and we we do this again and again and again. Because, mm. yeah, I mean, if you're young Daffy Jenkins and you've just come off after 80 minutes, okay, I know you got the sin bin right at the end, but that's just because he was the guy that the ref picked. He didn't actually do anything wrong. He was just like, someone's got to go. You're going to go. Um, 
yeah, to have just dominated the best set piece in the Premiership for eighty minutes as a forward. Yeah, that is that is trouser grabbingly brilliant. I think in, if I was doing the um, reviews on the Monday after you've gone through the game tape, I'd really focus like really focus on all the positives. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like, roll that into next week. And now I think about it, I'm kind of more coming around to the next week. We should, yeah, definitely should have Hog and that on the bench because we had the, the wobble at the end against Wasps, and then there was a bit of a wobble yesterday as well. But we, yeah, we ironed it out. And I think maybe just having those steady, more steady hands, more experience, just to come on, just be like, guys, just settle down. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I, I would just say, yeah, you know, guys, just more of the same. Keep doing it. it like, yeah. What we're trying to do is now coming off. You know, we looked so much better drilled. So oh, yeah. yeah, that ball retention. Okay, like I said, start, that ball retention was just fantastic. Yeah. Just yeah. Oh, we didn't even mention the fact we didn't even empty the bench again. Yeah. We never brought that up. Left off no. the subs on the bench. Um, Skinner, um, and Skinner and Leatherbarrow, who would have made his debut, I think. But um, no, but yeah. we've seen that. We've seen that a lot this season when Baxter just wants to make sure we get it over the line. Yeah, he do, yeah. he doesn't call too many changes. He did it against Gloucester. Did it against Saracens. Did it against Bristol. Just we're, yeah. not, we're not messing it up. We're so we're uh, seeing that more and more actually in rugby. Yeah, that they're not just making subs for subs' sake. So yeah, we've got to make sense, right? Sharon has asked, because we negated to, to ask her question a few weeks ago, with Flaff's leaving, who should her favourite player be? Now, we did do a poll on this, Sharon, if you remember. And it's, it's, it's got to be the legend killer, because he yeah. is who he is. It's a bit rich, isn't it, giving us shit about know, that. And then not even seeing, we'd made a poll. At which she commented on. Yeah, well, anyway... <sighs> If I wasn't so hungover. And the final question from Mike, why is the West Stand never full? Because it is um, never Is it is Apparently. it anything to do with like people who are in hospitality and they have I guess they get seats, but then I don't like the boxes get the seats at the top, right? But then there's still more people further back in the big room, right? On tables. Yeah. Now I remember so remember when we first did the debenture thing. Yeah, if you are a debenture holder, you can get like a block of seats for your company or your group or whatever yeah. it is. And I think it's the same on the West because when we went to Worcester, Ruth and I sat on the West, we were on our own. Yeah, we we're in decent seats, but we had like 50 seats around us with nobody in them. So if they're getting like earmarked for like a corporate event or a hospitality company or something like that, and they just haven't used them that week, then there's going to be empty spaces there it's not like you can go on the ticket exchange and just say oh we've got 40 tickets that we're not using this week does anyone want them that's not how these people work so I think I think that's part of it and they're 75 pound a seat yeah. that might also have something to do with it it's quite spendy yes yeah yeah that would do it yeah I, th- I think sometimes I do note that from the other side but yeah it's, uh, it's also you know I don't know it, it's Six Nations at the moment I always that too. I did, it was twelve thousand people there yesterday. That's good, especially on a Six Nations weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So is that the last question? That is the last question, and oh, that yeah. brings us quite nicely. I've made it. I got it through. I got through. I made it You've through done, the worst yeah. of my life. You've um, done well, actually. You have done well, thanks. considering considering the um, all we got was on the Saturday morning. I'd survived the first night, and then you went. <laughs> 
Yeah, looking back, I'm not sure that was completely truthful, but hey ho, I, I was, I was like, I was lining up, like who who could I ask to come on the pod? Well, then I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to do a one hour monologue. Um, that like, don't know where Dave is, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> but you, you, you live, yeah. I mean, two day stag nights always asking for trouble, really. But mate, yeah, especially with a load of rugby players and ex sailors, right? Yeah. Right, next so- week. Falcons, Newcastle, right? We fucking owe them one, don't we? Yeah, they they, they did a number on us at Sandy, so um, uh, yeah, and and they they're not good this year either, are they? So nah. Um, so I I think I think based on what we saw yesterday, I'm 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 calling it. We we've got this. Yeah. What we need we need another try bonus point win. Yes. Yeah, that would be massive. Because that's where we've that's where we've missed out. Actually, if you look at the results that have gone well for us, we just miss out on those bonus points, and they do add up. They do matter. Those two we got against Wasps may have well have saved our season. Yeah, yeah, it's true because you know we we've um, you know even a lot of our victories were, were close. A lot of our losses were close losses as well. And if exactly, you think about, if you think about London Irish away, it was four points. Harlequin that was four points, wasn't it? One one point. One point. Um, was it one point? Saints was two. So look, yeah. we could quite we could quite easily be sat here having with four extra wins. Quite yeah. easily. Second in the league for yeah. well, so, I don't know why everyone's been moaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, so if any if anyone's going, let us know. Um let us know what it's like on a because I went up to Newcastle once years ago and it was a it was an experience. Um so if you go in, enjoy it. We won't be able to watch you on telly. Or will we or will we? We'll be on telly, won't it? Um, there's no, there's no Six Nations next week. There. Hopefully, hopefully we're Fingers on. Fingers crossed. I don't, you, Newcastle don't get put on TV a lot, so don't get no, unless you're playing Queens or Starries. But anyway, so there we go. Thanks for bearing with me and my croaky voice um, and the uh, the COVID patient. And we will speak with you guys our usual slot next week. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. <laughs>